Welcome to I Run Radio. Coming up, running on new legs. Well, the reason I decided to run is exactly that. I could never run before, so why not? So I just decided that it was going to be something I was going to try, and I absolutely love it because I can think of nothing while I run. I can actually try to push myself, but I also respect my body a lot. I have a physiotherapist that's working with me still to learn how to run better and how to exercise properly in order for my muscles to be um, conditioned for running. So the reason that I decided to do it was literally, why not? A half marathon after a heart attack. It was hard because everybody kept saying, no, 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 no. And I was like, but I really want to. Um, And running a race, like after my heart attack and my mother passed away, I had kind of created my little bucket list, you know, my my list of things I wanted to accomplish. Um, Going, you only live once. You might as well do it. You know, I've already had a heart attack, so I might as well make sure I check everything off the list I can. Um, And running a race was on there. So that was one of the first things I clicked off that list. And running for medical research. When I run on race weekend, uh, I never thought that this would be my motivation, but I think about my patients a lot and how much they've struggled and suffered, whether it be their significant bleeding and anemia, so they don't have the energy to be able to do the things they want or they're in extreme pain, but they they keep going. They, they, they have to battle on. And so when I'm running there on the, uh, in those long distances, I realize that that pain or that, that more difficult hill, um, you know, I can do it because they've been able to get through and I can help them and they can help us in return uh, by raising awareness and money. And so I think it's a social responsibility that is a way to give back to society. On this edition of I Run Radio, we'll talk to a woman who was only able to start running after she had four surgeries in 15 months to correct a lifelong disability. Also, just imagine having a heart attack at 31 years old just after giving birth to a baby girl. It's been a long road back for one runner, but she's doing the half marathon at Ottawa Race Weekend. And we'll talk to a doctor who's running to raise money for some very important medical research. Let's get things started now with the editor and general manager of iRun, Ben Kaplan. Hello, Ben. Hey there. It is Ottawa Race Weekend. Here we are. And I feel like we, you know, the years go by so quickly. I can almost mark them by your annual visits to Ottawa. We, uh, you know, uh, they seem to go by so quickly. It doesn't feel like that long ago you were here last year for Ottawa Race Weekend, and we were having a great time at the Expo and talking to runners and soaking up the atmosphere and then running some of the events and and watching the people at the finish line and, and just getting that whole Ottawa Race Weekend experience. And now here you are again. It's really, it's Super Bowl weekend for our sport. You know, yeah. nothing better when the whole community comes together and you can just see it at our booth, all the familiar, friendly faces and people that have appeared in the magazine or people that have appeared in it, you know, 10 years ago or the people that we're talking to now and just, you know, everybody comes together and everybody's excited and, the, you know, the energy is just is palpable and it's really the most fun time of the year. Yeah. So you're doing the marathon. What are your plans for that race? I think what I'm going to try to do this time is run fast. I think, That's I mean, a good idea. I've experimented with going slow and getting <laughs> tired. I think this year what I'm going to really focus on is fast. Okay. And, 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 and fast and endurance. You know, fast and long. Yeah. Was in plan this year. That's a good strategy. Yeah. I but like fast. Know, I, I've got a I've got a friend I've been training with for the cycle, and he has been 
wonderfully prepared, and he's been very, you know, anytime in our training group when they're like, do between six and eight reps, he's done eight reps every time. And the goal is 310, and I think his Boston cutoff, I think he's a 40-year-old male, and his Boston cutoff is something like 312, so he thinks if he could get under 310, you know, that math always gets tricky. I, there was some talk of, like, 305. I mean, I don't think my, – my goal is to pace him in, though I haven't – you know, when they're, like, between four and eight reps, sometimes I've opted for the four. Um, so I don't know. Historically, I've been able to, to best him, but we'll see where we are. But my plan is to try to get my buddy in by 310. Okay. Uh, well, good luck with that. And uh, everybody's got a goal and everybody's got a friend to train with. And, you know, I love that dynamic where where your goals can be somebody else's goals and vice versa, where you can run with somebody and help them hit their target, uh, where you train together and you've both got something you're shooting for. It really adds to it when you've got a when you've got a partner and when you've got somebody else to cheer on and inspire and spur on to to a good outcome. Right. Yeah, it's another wonderful thing about the sport because sometimes you need someone to train you and then sometimes you can train someone else. So the pay it forward is sort of baked into uh, what we're all trying to do out there. Yeah, and and you think of it as an individual sport, but there are, in many ways, it can be uh, kind of a team activity, even though you still have to actually run yourself. Sure. Yeah, you can share the load in this sport. I, I love that. I mean, and you see it with the shirts. I mean, you know... People yeah. are running with Team Diabetes, and the Team D shirts are out there. Or you're running with TNT or the Team Awesome, you know, and everybody wears their sort of jerseys. It's not unlike the Ottawa Senator jerseys or something, and you can recognize your people. I was wearing, I would run with this store called Black Toe in Toronto, and I wore their shirt to the New York Marathon. And, you know, at mile 10, somebody's like, oh, Black Toe, I love that place on Bathurst Street, right? Mike and Maya, you know, they came. So you really represent your team's colors. And uh, and it's cool. It's a lot Very of fun. cool. Yeah. Right on. All right. So uh, coming up on the show today, we have some great guests, all of whom are running at Ottawa Race Weekend. A woman who was really not able to run uh, because she had uh, a lifelong disability, and she had four surgeries in 15 months to correct that, started running. You know, started wow. out like so many people, just running for a minute and then walking, and then running for another minute. And now she's running at Ottawa Race Weekend, a very powerful story. And then imagine this, having a heart attack just after giving birth to a baby girl at 31 years of age. This is a shocking story. But 12 years later, this runner is, her, her daughter's healthy, she's healthy. She's doing the half marathon at Ottawa Race Weekend. And the other thing we talk about a lot, Ben, is the fact that there are so many people at this event and so many other events in this country who are raising money. I'd love to do the tally, if we could sometime, to do the math, to figure out how much money gets raised at running events across this country. Because it's in the hundreds of millions of dollars, probably billions of dollars have been raised over the years at running events in this country. People going out doing their first 10K or doing their 20th marathon, whatever they're doing, making it into a cause, reaching out to their networks, talking to people at work on social media and saying, I'm trying to raise 2500 bucks for this particular cause. They raise some money. It goes towards charity, and it goes towards things like medical research or, or building a school for kids in Africa or something. And think about just how much money gets raised 
at all of these events. It's incredible. No, that's a fantastic idea, I know. And you find that now, whether from coast to coast to coast, and if you're doing a fun run or a 10K or one of those rock and roll races in Las Vegas or Montreal, or we keep it in Canada, we could say it's still the rock and roll in Montreal. Every single event now, uh, I say almost 100% of the events have an element of that. Yeah. So even if it's just some far-flung 5K with 500 people, look, every dollar counts, you know, and we're combating cancer and MS and all of these things, and runners are always chipping in. I will work on that, and I will try to get us a number. I'm sure you're right. I'm sure it is. I bet it is in the billions. I mean, how far back do you want to go? But, yeah. Uh, it's got to be in the hundreds of millions every year, though, when you think about it. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, and it's such a great way to run an event because it just adds another layer to why you're doing it, right? It's not just about you. Uh, and uh, it's, you know, so we're going to talk to one doctor uh, who is uh, raising money for medical research. And uh, he talks about how it, it, doing it this way makes him think about his patients when he's running. Think about the people yeah. he's treating. Uh, it's, it's personal for him. You know, he's not just helping them, uh, in his practice. Now he's helping them as a runner as well. So very powerful stuff. Sounds like a great guy. Yeah. And, uh, look, we've had lots of great reaction to the latest issue of iRun as well. Uh, plus, uh, you know, our friend and colleague, Krista Duchesne is running the marathon at Ottawa race weekend. We're very excited to see how Krista does. So we will have lots of stories to tell from Ottawa Race Weekend and from other spring running events in the weeks ahead. So many people going out there, accomplishing their goals, running new distances, setting personal bests, helping their friends like you're doing. You know, so many great stories of people who are achieving new milestones this weekend and every other weekend this spring across the country. It's really powerful stuff. Our cup is overrunneth. Yes. Good luck, Ben. Thank you for being with us. We'll talk to you next week and we'll hear all about it. I appreciate it, my friend. All best. Ben Kaplan, I Run's editor and general manager. Coming up next, a first 10K after four corrective surgeries. I Run Radio is brought to you in part by New Balance Canada. New Balance is a proud sponsor of the Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon, fitting elite Olympic marathoners like Reed Coolset and also making shoes that are ideal for you. Welcome back to iRun Radio. iRun Radio is on the air every Sunday morning on 1310 News in Ottawa. And you can also listen to the podcast and check out past editions of the show at irun.ca. Just click on radio. Kellyanne Easy is running the 10K at Ottawa Race Weekend. This is her first 10K after a series of complicated surgeries to correct a lifelong disability. Kellyanne, thank you very much for joining us on iRun Radio. Yeah, well, thank you for having me today. Let's talk about your story. Uh, tell me a little bit about the condition of your legs and the surgeries that you went through uh, before you started running after that. Uh, what were you going through a few years ago? Well, I was born uh, with a femoral rotation of 35 degrees inwards. I was supposed to get surgery when I was younger, but that unfortunately did not happen. So around 23 years old, I went to see my doctor telling her I had a lot of hip pain. I knew I had something wrong because my foot would be uh, tilted uh, inwards, and I couldn't run. I could never run or could never do sports. I would always trip and fall and things like that. But I had a lot of hip pain, and she referred me to an orthopedic surgeon, and I actually had to get almost emergency surgery because the way the femoral head was positioned in the hip, 
joint was actually being uh, worn off because it wasn't properly positioned. So had I waited five or ten more years, I would have had two full hip replacements. So the surgeries that I had were oste- uh, uh, femoral osteotomy. I'm sorry, I'm, I know the terms in French more <laughs> than okay. in English. Yeah, and, I, these uh, are all big medical terms anyway, right? Exactly. So, yeah, yeah you, exactly. You shouldn't need to know these things. <laughs> so I had a, four surgeries. My first surgery was in August 2015. They started with my uh, right leg, then they did my left leg, and then they removed um, anything that they need to remove in order for me not to have any pain growing older because I was 26 when I got my first surgery. So now I am fully uh, rehabilitated, but my legs had to undergo a rotation of 35 degrees, but that also repositioned all the muscles in my legs as well. So I I had to relearn how to walk, how to swim. I still have to learn how to skate because I haven't gotten to skating yet. And I also have to learn how to snowboard because I used to snowboard because it wouldn't give me any pain, but skiing would be absolutely horrible. So wow. I've been running since, well, I've started training for running in December 2016, and I did my first 5K with my aunt in uh, May 2017 at Ottawa Race Weekend. All right. And what made you decide you wanted to run? Because you never could run before when you had this condition, before the surgeries, right? Exactly. Well, the reason I decided to run is exactly that. I could never run before, so why not? So I just decided that it was going to be something I was going to try, and I absolutely love it because I can think of nothing while I run. I can actually try to push myself, but I also respect my body a lot. I have a physiotherapist that's working with me still to learn how to run better and how to exercise properly in order for my muscles to be um, conditioned for running. So the reason that I decided to do it was literally, why not? Why shouldn't I run? Because now I can, so I will. Absolutely. Well, that's such a great way of saying it. So what was that first 5K like for you? The first 5K was very hard, actually, because I I had tried to push myself a lot. So I, I did mostly walking than running because it was the first time that I was actually getting my body to be able to run with the muscles positioned in the way they were. So I didn't not not much of a very good time, but at the same time, I still did it. And that's where that's the first thing my sister told me as soon as she saw me after that 5K. She said, but you still did it. So don't try to like be so hard on yourself because you didn't achieve a time that you were wanting to achieve because you got up and you did it. And that's absolutely amazing because there's a lot of people that don't even run 5Ks and they don't have the condition that you have and they, don't have, they didn't have to go through everything that you did and they still do. Like, they, they don't run and they're perfectly fine for running so she she thought she taught me to not be too hard on myself yeah absolutely the fact that you're running at all is incredible and and inspiring and it it must mean a great deal to you that you're able to do this well thank you it actually does mean a great deal because i am so thankful that i decided to go back to see a doctor and actually get something done because had i waited five or ten years and it would have been full hip replacements I couldn't, I couldn't have run then. I, I couldn't have done anything. And that is, the first surgery was almost uh, four years ago. So I, I would be at the state if I would have waited until now. Or, uh, I was at university full-time when I did my surgery. 
So if I would have waited and university would have been done or better timing in my life or something like that, then maybe they couldn't have done what they actually were able to do. And I'm really thankful for that. And I'm just uh, absolutely grateful to see how uh, doctors can do things that are pretty awesome now. And I, I am really thankful for being able to do. Uh, a lot of people were asking me, well, you got surgery, so you must have limitations. Well, no, I got surgeries to avoid having the limitations <laughs> that I used to have. Right. I'm back to being 100%. And a lot of people don't don't get that. They're like, wait, normally people get surgeries and they can't do things after surgery. And you, it's the other way around. Yeah, no question. So uh, when when you took those first few steps after the surgeries, when you were cleared to run and you started to try doing it, uh, des- describe what you went through. It, it was a very long work in progress, even walking for the first time as soon as i got my in physiotherapy when i got, took the parallel bars and took my hands up and actually stepped for the first time with my new legs it was absolutely an incredible feeling and i literally broke down and cried because i was so proud and overwhelmed by what i was able to do so the first 5k was uh, was similar to that i was extremely emotional and proud and overwhelmed to have been able to do it and just saying, like, okay, well, I did this whole 5K. It hasn't even been six months since my doctor told me, hey, you can go ahead and start running. I respected my body a lot. Nothing, and I didn't get any uh, injuries or whatever. I didn't do it the best time, but I, I respected my body, and it, it feels absolutely incredible. And then the next year I did Tamarack again. Unfortunately, I hurt my knee uh, doing Tamarack the second time around. But that, those are things that happen. And like my doctor said, it's things that happen to normal runners. It's not, it sure. hasn't happened to you because of your surgery. I'm like, okay, thank you, because yeah. I felt bad about it. Yeah. And it's just an incredible feeling. So you're you an ordinary. You cross that finish line, and you're just like, wow, I did it. Yeah, absolutely. And you're you're basically an ordinary runner now with the same aches and pains as everybody else and and, and Exactly. Yeah. Isn't that a nice thing to be able to say? It is absolutely incredible to say like I've undercome I've overwent a lot of uh, steps in my life and now I can be just 100% normal. <laughs> I get the same aches and pain, but I don't have aches and pain anymore, which is will be fantastic. I did a 5K last weekend for uh, the uh uh, beer run and no aches no pain and everything was perfectly fine everything went well good for you so what do you where do you want to go next with your running i am what i normally do is i take my first run because i i'm still scared of running in the winter because i'm still scared of uh, slipping and falling just because it was at the hips and it's it's i know it's just something that i have to say tell myself nothing's going to happen if you slip and fall you're just going to slip and fall like anyone normal, but for some reason, I, it's still kind of a fear that I'm not quite sure I can overcome yet. So I don't run during the winter. Normally, my May runs are my um, points to start for my full summer uh, right. for me to be able to improve myself. And then I do a run in September or October, depending on which runs I find are interesting or available, because I, I try to do two or three runs a year. And that's my, my starting point, and then I try to improve from there. So my my run this time is is only for, uh baseline for me to be able to improve for further runs and i'm hoping to do a 10k again next year perhaps one day i'll do a half marathon perhaps not i'm not sure yet and a lot of people don't want to necessarily push themselves to do half marathons as well but it is it is something that's at the back of my mind 
that eventually I'd love to be able to do a half marathon. Well, you don't have to. You, you, no. If you do, it would be great, uh, but your story is already so inspiring as it is, and the fact Thank that you're you. running and uh, that this is part of your life now, even if you're running 5Ks and 10Ks, that's that's uh, that's great. It's uh, You're a runner now, and you couldn't be before, right? And that's the most important thing. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It's a, a pleasure to chat with you, and uh, and good luck with your running. Well, thank you so much. That's Kellyanne Easy, who's running her first 10K at Ottawa Race Weekend. Coming up next, running a half marathon after a heart attack at age 31. I Run Radio is brought to you in part by New Balance Canada. New Balance is a proud sponsor of the Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon, fitting elite Olympic marathoners like Reed Coolset and also making shoes that are ideal for you. Nicole Sterling suffered a heart attack at age 31, just after she gave birth to her daughter. Twelve years later now, Nicole is running the half marathon at Ottawa Race Weekend. She has been raising money for cardiac-related causes. Nicole, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. It's great to talk to you, too. So tell me a little bit about what happened when you had a heart attack. Uh, what, what were the circumstances? Did you have any warning about it? I, I had no warning. I was actually... Um in the hospital um, during an emergency C-section for my daughter. Um, I went in for an emergency C-section and was told it was going to take about 20 minutes. Um, And what happened was is um, I went into cardiac arrest on the OR table, and when they tried to resuscitate me, they caused a massive heart attack about 20 minutes later. Um, And I didn't really know what happened until I woke up about six hours later in cardiac intensive care. And at that point, I really thought they had the wrong patient because I had no idea that I had had a heart attack or went into cardiac arrest or anything else like that. So um, it was a a pretty big ordeal at the time and uh, was a little hard to do with a, a newborn, but we made through it. So. Yeah, so your daughter was okay when this My happened. daughter was actually out, um, born healthy, nine pounds, nine ounces, um, perfect, uh, and it happened just shortly after uh, she was born. Okay. And, mm-hmm. wow, uh, my son was, was uh, just under nine pounds, and he was a big baby. I can't imagine what nine pounds, nine ounces is. Uh, well, my yeah. second one was 11 pounds, oh, two ounces. So. Wow. All right. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, look, do you, do you have a better understanding now of why it happened? Um, I do. Uh, when I went for my second daughter, um, I was in a high-risk hospital here in Montreal, and uh, I had the head of anesthesiology, um, people from the Cardiac Institute here, um, who all went through my records. And I had a lot of pregnancy complications, pretty much every complication you could have had in the book. And they think due to the complications and the retaining of water, et cetera, et cetera, that they probably had a miscalculation on how how much medication they should have given me for that spinal tap that they did. And they think that that's what caused it, but they can't really 
be a hundred percent sure what exactly happened. Okay. Um, in 37 year, my uh, OBGYN had been in practice for 37 years. She had never seen anything like this. Um, most of the people in the hospital here had not. Uh, they've actually are using my case as a case study at the Institute, the Heart Institute here, um, and also at St. Joseph's. Okay, so um, yeah, you're a pretty unique case then, obviously. Uh, yes, yes, I was. It's a training hospital, so all the residents wanted to read my file. So. <laughs> they looked at you with curiosity. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and I imagine I can only imagine what you went through during your second pregnancy. Uh, did did you did you you must have worried a great deal about what would happen? I, I did, and I was put immediately. Um, almost immediately on bed rest. So um, I was having some issues. Um, I would tend to pass out and things like that during my second pregnancy. So I was only allowed to be out of bed for 30 minutes at a time. Okay, um, wow. For, from basically the three-and-a-half-month mark straight through to the end of the pregnancy. All right, but everything worked out okay with your second pregnancy. And my delivery. second pregnancy, everything went fine. Um, the hospital at St. Justin, they were amazing. They had crash teams. They had an ambulance on standby. They had um, probably like 25 people in the OR, um, you know, an anesthesiology team for me, one for the baby. It was, you couldn't have gotten better yeah. care from okay. the hospital. So Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. So uh, tell me about when you started running. So I started running um, as soon as I could find a cardiologist that would actually let, let me run um, because nobody actually understood what happened with me. And I've run the nuclear test. I had the cardiac cast. I've done pretty much every test you can do. Um, and there is damage now to the heart, but they just don't understand exactly what happened um, from, you know, what the, all the doctors are telling me. So a lot of people didn't want to give me that free reign. Um, my mother passed away of a massive heart attack, and at that point, I knew, okay, I need to get myself into better shape, and I need to take care of myself, and I started looking for that cardiologist. I finally found somebody that would agree to let me start working out and training and doing things if I wore a heart monitor and I was continuously with someone when I did these things. Okay. Um, and I would give them the readouts from... You know, weekly I would email in the readouts from the heart monitor when I worked out so they could see everything that was happening. Um, so I basically started um, running in 2014, and maybe, uh, you know, from here, you know, the corner to the stop sign, I wasn't very good at it. Um, and I built up and I ran my first race um, in November of 2015. And then I kind of got hooked. All right. <laughs> so, and, and why did you get hooked, do you think? Um, it, it's that whole exhilaration, that runner's high, if you will. But for me, it was like kind of proving everyone wrong on the way by that, like they told me I would never be able to do any of this stuff. And I did it. And then it was like, wow, I want to do another one at a greater distance and, and, you know, accomplish that. And so my second race was a half marathon. Um, and I accomplished it in a pretty decent time. And I was still standing on my own two feet when I crossed the finish line. So, my next race, I joined a 200-mile relay race on a 12-person team, um, and I finished that one, and then it just kind of snowballed from there, and I was signing up for every race I could find. So. <laughs> yeah, and so what has running done for you as a result of that? 
Well, running's, uh, of course, like after the pregnancies and not being able to work out and things of that nature, I was diabetic. I had different problems. Um, I had gained a lot of weight. So uh, I actually lost 125 pounds. Wow. Um, Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I basically lost, you know, you know, two, two small children um, in the time that I've started running and I've kept it off now for four years. And um, I actually ran a race that my uh, general practitioner um, is, is my regular doctor was running and he was surprised they beat him. <laughs> so um, it, yeah, it's kind of a nice feeling. So, yeah. uh, but running itself is just, it's therapeutic in a way. You can lighten your stress load and, and deal with everything. It's just kind of like my me time being a mom and, you know, full-time working and things like that. It's my time. Um, and besides all the great health benefits that I've received from it. So, yeah, and I, I, I imagine it must give you a, a feeling of some control over your health and your situation where before maybe you felt like you didn't have a lot of control over what happened to you. Yeah, I didn't have any control over what happened to me, and then I didn't have control after because no one would allow me to do things. I was yeah. on all these crazy restrictions, but at the same time, I really felt fine inside. And it was, it was hard because everybody kept saying, no, 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 no. And I was like, but I really want to. Um, and running a race, like after my heart attack and my mother passed away, I had kind of created my little bucket list, you know, my, my list of things I wanted to accomplish. Um, going, you only live once, you might as well do it. You know, I've already had a heart attack, so I might as well make sure I check everything off the list I can. Um, and running a race was on there. So that was one of the first things I clicked off that list. So Good for you. And you've also started raising money. Tell me a little bit about what you've raised money for. So um, having been uh, cleared as a cardiac patient, um, my first race, I was introduced to um, somebody that was a founder of a group called Cardiac Athletes. And Cardiac Athletes is a worldwide group of people that are similar to me. They've had heart problems, heart transplants, uh, valve replacements, you name it. Um, and we're they're all different athletes, different, they're runners, they're cyclists, uh, you know, wrestlers, anything that you can think of, but they've all had these heart problems. And one of the things that the group does is raise money to purchase defibrillators uh, for, you know, park runs or schools or anybody that can't really afford them. Um, and having started running all of these races, I felt like maybe there was something I could do for some of the areas where these races were being, ta you know, taking place. Uh, so I started raising funds with my team that I ran a, a relay race with. Um, and we managed to purchase two defibrillators and donate them during that race to uh, two groups that host races from basically, uh, this was this race was in New York, so they had uh, the territory from New York City all the way up to the Canadian border. So at every race that these two groups put on, which is a majority for that area, um, there will be a defibrillator on site at every race. Very cool. That's, uh, that's yeah. a, such a great cause. And Nicole, your story is so inspiring. I'm, I'm uh, very impressed with what you've done and how you've, how you've turned this into uh, such a great cause as well. Congratulations, and good luck in the uh, half marathon at Ottawa Race Weekend. Thank you so much for joining us on IRM Thank Radio. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. That's Nicole Sterling, who's running the half marathon at Ottawa Race Weekend. Coming up next, a doctor raising money for medical research. 
I Run Radio is brought to you in part by New Balance Canada. New Balance is a proud sponsor of the Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon, fitting elite Olympic marathoners like Reed Coolset and also making shoes that are ideal for you. Dr. Sony Singh is a surgeon and a runner. He works in women's health for the Ottawa Hospital, and he's running at Ottawa Race Weekend to raise money for medical research. Dr. Singh, thank you for being with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So we'll talk about the great work that you do at the Ottawa Hospital and the fundraising you're doing as you get ready to run at Ottawa Race Weekend in a moment. But let's talk about your running. How did you get into running? Actually, running in my career have a crossed paths in, in the past, and that's why I, I started running way back when I was a resident. So after medical school, um, you enter residency, which is where you do your subspecialty training, and I'm an obstetrician-gynecologist. And in the first year, and it can be quite stressful, I needed a, something else to do. And so I actually started uh, running at the running room. Uh, now it's almost 20 years ago and ran my first marathon. And so uh, it allowed me to balance work, uh, stress, and life, uh, and gave me an outlet to do something completely different. And how many races have you done since then? Where has running taken you? Oh, I've done, well, annually we do uh, the race weekend here in Ottawa since we moved here 12 years ago. And uh, we've done quite a few number. My favorite distance is the half, simply because It's a nice uh, distance to train for. And uh, then in addition to that, when there is some cause at the hospital or in keeping with um, some of the work we do, uh, I'm always able to participate and enjoy that as well. And actually the most exciting thing that I've added to some of our conferences nationally and internationally is uh, morning runs. So when we do a conference with medical doctors, uh, I've encouraged uh, them to run in the morning, and uh, now we actually make it more of an official event uh, at these meetings. Very cool. Uh, So you're inspiring other people to run as well. That's nice. Well, I just need somebody to run with. Uh, (laughs) Secondary benefit is uh, the inspiration. Tell me about that first marathon that you did 20 years ago. You know what? It was the first uh, one at Niagara Falls, and ah. uh, it was the first Niagara Marathon that went over to the U.S. side and back again. And um, you know, it was a really good experience. I, I didn't stress about it. It was uh, you know my first uh, long distance like that, and I had some great running mates who were not in medicine, and uh, we uh, followed all our training plan. And we were training in London, Ontario. That's where I was doing my residency. Um, And I remember it just being a fantastic experience and unique experience being the first first one that they had opened in that uh, area. Now I guess it's been going on for quite a while. And as a doctor, uh, do you think a lot about the, the impact that running has on your health and on the health of other people who run? Absolutely. You know, I was thinking a lot about uh, talking to you, actually, and it was after my surgery that I did this week that took about six hours. I do very long, complicated surgery um, for complex conditions in women, Uh, and I'm there for six hours on my feet, and, uh, you know, it, it takes a toll on your body. But I feel that I've been able to do that kind of work safely and without uh, long-term consequence because of being able to focus on running and staying active. 
Wow. That says a lot. And that sounds like a marathon in itself, a six-hour surgery. You know, I was thinking about that, and if I could only run as long as I could operate, then uh, you know, I could probably do another couple of marathons. <laughs> yeah, you could do an ultra marathon in that time. Yeah. Um, so, tell me a little more about the work that you do. Uh, you you look after a number, uh, well, you address a number of conditions uh, that women suffer from, uh, and uh, and I, I know there's groundbreaking technology in this in this area as well, right? Yeah, I think our goal is always to provide high patient quality care. Um, we want to make sure it's uh, giving them the best outcomes with the least invasive methods available. And of course, because our fiscal responsibility is paramount, we have to do it in a way which uh, not only saves the system money, but patients money and headaches as well. So that's sort of leads us to trying to do the best that we can. And my area of focus is complex gynecology. The conditions we really uh, help manage are something called endometriosis, which is um, a unique condition but affects uh, up to 10% of women um, and causes pain and infertility. And the second one is uterine fibroids, are, which are benign tumors, and up to 80% of women have them, and about half of those have severe symptoms because of them needing our care. And uh, using that, um, those tenets of you know, high-quality care in the least invasive way, we've been able to innovate uh, techniques to treat patients and get them out of hospital as soon as possible or even avoid hospital altogether. Wow. That's impressive work. And, uh, and so you're raising money at Ottawa Race Weekend. Uh, what, what made you decide to take that step to not just participate in the event as a runner but as a fundraiser? You know, I think we have a social responsibility as um, uh, clinicians, not only to do our work during the day, but to advocate for our patients. Um, It's interesting. When I run on race weekend, uh, I never thought that this would be my motivation, but I think about my patients a lot and how much they've struggled and suffered, whether it be their significant bleeding and anemia, so they don't have the energy to be able to do the things they want or they're in extreme pain, but they, they keep going. They, they, they have to battle on. And so when I'm running there on the, uh, in those long distances, I realize that that pain or that, that more difficult hill, um, you know, I can do it because they've been able to get through and I can help them and they can help us in return uh, by raising awareness and money. And so I think it's a social responsibility that is a way to give back to society uh, and in turn improve patient care. So I, I see it as part of not just my job as a physician, but as an individual who's a member of this, this region to do that. And we're looking at raising hopefully uh, more than $15,000 uh, this time around. Uh, and so far, our, our goals are being met, so we're really excited. Wow, that's a lot of money. So you're going to try to raise $15,000, but I understand you also have a donor uh, who is, is talking about matching some or all of that amount? That's why the goal of 15, because okay. this uh, donor has said, look, you know, you'll, whatever you raise up to 15, I'll just match. And that was really exciting to us. We've had so many generous individuals, men and women, um, who've come out and done that over the years. Over, wow. over the past uh, you know, decade, we, our programming with what we do, minimally invasive gynecology, would not have happened without 
generous donations from the community. And so uh, it always impresses me just how much people care and support us. And the race weekend is a way to highlight that. And then the secondary benefit is that people join our team. Anybody can join. You, you don't even have to run. Um, you can just join to fundraise. Uh, in fact, half my team, um, we're going to walk on the night before uh, at the 5K distance. Um, but So they get a secondary benefit of being able to participate in something active. And we've actually made runners for life because of our team. Wow, that's cool. I know I know people who have done that as well. I, I know lots of runners who have turned to fundraising, but I also know lots of people whose first running experience came because they were drawn into a fundraising effort, and and then they took to running. They liked it, and and they've done it again. And yeah, it's, I'm so impressed that actually one of our nurses um, is running her second marathon, and uh, she was not a runner up until she joined our team a few years ago. And I have a similar stories as well because uh, you know for the most part it's uh, social you're out there and to be honest race weekend of all the runs I've done is still my favorite running through the community uh, through uh, the different areas in Ottawa it just it's like no other experience so not only do I think it's a great fundraising opportunity but actually to do that run and I'm sure you've done it is like nothing uh, else out there. Yeah, it's a great experience. And um, and so for you to bring all of this together, your work, your passion for running, the fundraising side of it, organizing a team, seeing other people uh, join in and, and run with you, what does that all mean to you? Um, you know, it's, it's an, a privilege. I think that's the best way to uh, define how I feel about it. It's I'm so lucky that my family is so supportive. I have three kids uh, who also enjoy running. Um, and the opportunity to do a job that I love, to be able to use my hands uh, to help patients through difficult times, um, and then in turn being able to exercise and get out there and do something I enjoy, and then raise some cash. So it's uh, it's a real privilege that I we have this opportunity. And I think... Uh, you know, a shout out to Ottawa being a fantastic place to do that in because of the support. Well, it's a great story and it's great work that you're doing as a doctor and as a fundraiser. Good luck at Ottawa Race Weekend. Good luck with your fundraising. And thank you so much for joining us on iRun Radio. Thank you for having me. That's Dr. Sony Singh of the Ottawa Hospital. Want to say once again, good luck to all the participants at Ottawa Race Weekend. We'll be sharing some stories from the event in the weeks ahead and from other spring events as well. Hope you can join us next week on iRun Radio. Thank you for listening. Have a great week.